Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another week on another episode of Mailman Podcast. Today we have with us Steve Lack, who is a sound designer, producer, mixer for television. And that's not just it. He wears multiple, multiple hats and his hack. And he has somehow figured out how to juggle many, many things uh, and stay productive in all of those things. Today we are, we are going to find out how does he do it and if we can take away some lessons from that. Welcome, Steve, to the to the episode. Okay, Steve. Uh, uh, while we were chatting before our recording, uh, you mentioned that you do so many things. I am one of those people who want to do so many things, but somehow I just cannot go beyond two things. So I'll tell you my strategy, how I do it. But why don't you introduce yourself and tell everybody what 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 is all that you do? Well, my main gig is as a sound designer and post-production audio mixer for television, advertising, and podcasts. Um, so I spend most of my time mm -hmm. recording narration and creating and editing music and sound effects, editing dialogue for television shows. Um, I've also been doing a lot of podcast work lately. Um, podcasts are, are the thing right now. So I, I've been working on a lot of podcasts, uh, recording interviews and creating uh, sound design and music for podcasts. The other hat that I wear is I manage a web hosting and support company that works with designers and developers to kind of provide a streamlined hosting mm -hmm. and support process for their clients. Um, I started that. I don't know how, how deep in the weeds you want to get on that right now, but I can give you a little background on that as well. Sure. Please do. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. Well, so I started that. I started the web hosting company when I was working on at, um, at discovery channel, I was on night shift and I worked from 6 PM mm -hmm. to 2 AM in the morning. And so I'd wake up around 11 o'clock and I'd have the whole day and I'm not the kind of person who likes to sit around and do nothing. So uh, I started a side gig. I didn't want to do something music or sound okay. related because that was, I wanted to come fresh when I went to discovery to do my sessions. So um, I started mm -hmm. this side business of web development for, and this was in the early two thousands. So it was, uh, when people were just starting to see the value of having a website, putting their reel and their portfolio online. So mm -hmm. I kind of started a web development business mm -hmm. that focused on my colleagues in the television business. And from there, that kind of evolved into wow. what it is today, which is mostly web hosting and support. Okay. So um, when you mention um, that you are a sound designer, sound effect designer, producer uh, for television, so how do somebody visualize it? Uh, I mean, uh, what kind of television? Is this mostly mostly fictional shows or uh, documentaries? Yeah, I mostly work in nonfiction media because I'm in the Washington DC area. And so uh, my main client, actually my, my main client is still Discovery Channel. I do a lot of work for Science Channel. Um, I've been doing some things for Al Jazeera on, in their podcast department lately. Uh, so I mostly work in, in documentary and nonfiction. Fantastic. So this means there must have been definitely something that I have heard, which was produced by you. Oh yeah. I mean, if, if I'm, uh, I'm a huge fan of discovery and science channel. Uh -huh. 
Great. Well, I've done recently, I've been doing a series called Expedition Shipwreck. Um, mm-hmm. Also a series on Science Channel called If We Built It Today. And a series mm-hmm. on Science Channel called Extreme Engineering. Uh, in the past, yes. I've worked on American Chopper, um, Deadliest Catch. Um, what else? What other names would you recognize? Um, I started my career as a music producer, um, and I worked on the first five seasons of Seinfeld. So I've had. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, I've had a lot of opportunity to work on really fun stuff. Oh wow! Okay. So now I'm getting a little bit of goosebumps. Uh, <laughs> I should be very careful with my questions. I'll try not to get too personal. <laughs> okay. So this is fantastic, Steve. So uh, if you had to tell somebody new, just like me, a uh, little bit about your journey. So where would you start uh, telling about your journey? I mean, uh, you have done very cool stuff and fun things like uh, Seinfeld and then very interesting science shows and discovery shows. Uh, how did you land here? Oh, it's been a long journey. <laughs> I um, I started yes, out. Yes, we have all the time. Yeah. Well, I started out as a kid, like like most people do, wanting or most most musicians. I wanted to be a rock star, so I moved out to LA, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was I was a drummer, and I was uh, gigging around LA. I got to do a little bit of studio work. I was touring. I was touring with some shows. I actually toured with a circus for a few years, and um, but I found that what what that I enjoyed being on the other side of the glass, which is where the engineers were, mm-hmm. more than I enjoyed being in the booth recording. So I kind of made a transition Got to um, music production, and. Uh, that actually led me into post-production audio. So I was doing music production for a few years and I found that I would, part of the job in music production for television is you go to the the, the mix of the show and they'll put your music in the show while they're adding laughs and sound effects and dialogue and all that. And you're just kind of there watching, make sure the music lays in right. And I, I got really interested in what those guys were doing. And like, that looks like fun. That that I would really like to do. So that kind of led me into the produ- post-production side of things. Which year was this? Oh, this was uh, a Seinfeld. Like, I, started, I started in television music in about 88. And uh, I was worked on Seinfeld wow. from... 89 to 94 and then uh around 96 i started working in post-production fantastic uh steve this is amazing and i'm so curious to know uh about your days i mean now you are wearing two full-time business now you have basically two full-time businesses uh what does a typical day look like yeah, I don't have a typical day because I'm not really the get up early and stick to a schedule kind of person. Okay. <laughs> so um, mm-hmm. that's probably due to my background as a musician of staying up late and sleeping in. And then <laughs> I always gravitated toward night shift whenever I had the opportunity in post-production. 
So, um, okay. so I don't really have a typical okay. schedule, I, schedule wise, but lately I've been getting up earlier, um, due to, you know, if I, if I'm booked on something, but my most creative and productive time is usually the late afternoon or early evening. And I found the pandemic uh -huh. has actually helped me to be more productive because, uh, before remote work became the default that everybody goes to, mm -hmm. a lot of times mm -hmm. I had to had to be in a studio at 9 a.m. And, and work the full day. And now when I'm booked for a full day, I still may have approvals and deliverables and things that need to happen by six, but I can kind of schedule my energy mm -hmm. and focus. Instead of scheduling my time, I can schedule my energy. So... A lot of times yes. if I can, I'll, I'll get started on a project the night before and work late at night. So then the next morning I can kind of get started whenever I feel like it and still make my five o'clock deadline. So it's really, I think ah, it's really about wow. working, you know, working my energy instead of working by the clock. Mm -hmm. Yes. So now when you can be productive at your own, uh, um, like at your own hours. So what time does your day start? I mean, do you, so you mentioned that you try to get up early now, but still you save your energy for the late afternoons or early evenings. So what happens between early mornings and afternoon? Well, my typical day, if I'm, if I'm working on an audio mix or, or a sound design project, um, mm -hmm. or if I'm working on an internet consulting project with a client, um, you know, each type of job has its own rhythm to it. So, so the audio mm -hmm. mix, you know, I'll, I'll start out, maybe I'll get up around eight 30 or nine and do the technical stuff. Um, you know, loading up mm -hmm. the files, moving things around, searching for specific sound effects and things I might need. Um, and just do kind of the mm -hmm. rote routine things first. Then I'll take a little break and around, you know, maybe late morning, 1130 or so, um, starting with the creative and and really focus my creativity from 11 to 2 is really when I can just really zoom in on that. Then I kind of hit a lull in the afternoon. Uh -huh. And so I go back to I'll either do business correspondence, emails, um, uh, some personal stuff or if I'm on a tight deadline and I got to get something done, that's when I'll go through and, and check back and things that don't require me to really be zeroed in. Um, then usually around four o'clock, I get another real burst of focus and that lasts till seven or eight at night. So those okay. are really my sweet spots, like 11 to two and four to eight are really where uh -huh. the bulk of my, my, you know, we, you know, well, you, you're, you're in a technical business. So it's like, you know, you're in the zone and okay. You yes. know, it's just, it's, yes. it's, you're banging it out. You're there, you're focused, you're really in the zone, you're getting stuff done. And then at a certain point, your mind starts yes. to wander. And that's when you want to step back a little and yes. do something that doesn't require you to be in the zone. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm so excited for this conversation because now you have uh, touched upon my favorite topic, uh, which is being in the zone okay so now i i really don't want to know anything else except how do you bring yourself into the zone 
uh, if someday it is not happening and what happens in the zone i mean uh, once you are in the zone you have to make sure that uh, you are not distracted because things like notifications uh, some phone calls or some urgent meetings these come up and then you are just distracted and your zone zone is done because those four hours uh, even if you are interrupted like even once or twice small interruptions your zone is done for the day so how do you bring yourself into the zone and then uh, how do you make sure you stay in the zone for those 3 4 hours usually it kind of it happens sort of organically it's like um okay. you know i'm on linkedin and i'm checking my emails and then it's like my brain will kick in and go okay let's do this you know and and so i'll get into that but the way i really keep it moving um is i have i i use the pomodoro method which is very mm-hmm. popular you know to to mm-hmm. just not get distracted to shut things off so mm-hmm. so i'll do i mine's a little more modified cuz i feel like 25 minute sprints are are too short for what i do so i'll do 45 15 which probably also goes okay. back to my days as a musician where we would do 45 minute sets and take a 15 minute break so I'll do a 45 minute focus session where I'll have a goal. It's like, okay, I'm going to if I'm doing a TV show, I'm going to place the VO on this show for the first two acts or first three acts in the next 45 minutes. And I'll hit a Pomodoro timer. I use an app called um Pomodoro Done app which okay. links with my I have a I also use Zenkit as a a modified kind of GTD mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. so i have my list of here's what i need to do today and that syncs to the yes. pomodoro timer and i'll go to the first item and hit the timer and go and it shuts off my email i can't go to linkedin um mm-hmm. you know i don't uh a lot of the ways i communicate with my clients are through through slack um Got it. so I'll, i don't have the desktop notifications on though so when that 45 ends I'll go over look at Slack and see if anybody's pinged me. Um and using Mailman, uh I have my email set up to be delivered in my breaks. So I'm not I worried see. that an email's going to come in, you know. I start the wow. day by planning by kind of planning that out. Today I'm going to do this A B C D E, put it in the Pomodoro timer, click go and then it's It's easy to stay in the zone that way because you have a focused task that you're that's what you're planning on doing and and all I have to worry mm-hmm. about is in 45 minutes this zone this this um sprint will be done and I could you know kick back for a minute and think about the next thing so um and like I said I plan those to hit my energy zones so when I know I'm not going to be I know I'm going to be battling it. Mm-hmm. I'll plan more mindless tasks. And mindless tasks like some little admin work, some little bit of payroll, something like that. Admin work, backups, um um you know, in the in the web hosting stuff, it's you know, updates um or okay. maybe uh was responding to support tickets like here's what we need to do. um and in the audio world there's not as much in the audio world that i could say is mindless task but there's things that you kind of can do by rote you know go through and drop markers where where you need to add things later when you're feeling more creative or maybe just listen 
just put the headphones on, look back, listen to where you are so far so that you can kind of decide what you need to do when you get back to it, those kind of things. Yes, brilliant. Okay, so I tried doing that at one point in time. I tried doing that. Let me tell you what, what, what was my biggest struggle. My biggest struggle was uh, whenever I was trying Pomodoro technique of uh, working in half an hour sprints, taking a little bit of break, then working half an hour sprints, then taking five, 10 minutes of break, I struggled to come up with predefined things that I was to do in those 25, 30 minutes. And if I do not have very clear definition of what I need to get done in these 25, 30 minutes, it was very hard to get anything done in those 25, 30 minutes. So how do you plan the things that you want to do in those slots? Do you plan right before the slot? Do you plan in the morning? Do you plan the day before? Like that is one thing that I lagged and why I failed at making the best out of this technique. So any insights would be helpful. How do you do it? For me, I found the best way to uh, really hit the ground running in the morning is the night before. I look at my calendar, I look at my deliverables, what's happening tomorrow, mm -hmm. and I lay it all out mm -hmm. before I shut down for the night. And as I was telling you, I kind of, I don't work a typical nine to five. So usually around uh, nine or 10 o'clock at night, I'll take a, a four or five mile walk to just kind of clear my okay. head and release from the day. When I get back from that, I'll look at what do I got tomorrow? What needs to be done? What can be put off? That all goes into Zen kit in a list. Um, okay. you know, the next five things that have to happen first thing in the morning. And got it. then that way, when I get up, I don't have to think about what am I doing? It's already done. It's already laid out for me. So, when I find my mind wandering, all I have to do is look at that list. And got uh, it, got it. So I'm really deadline oriented. You know, it's like this okay. has to be done by 11. This has to be done by two. If it doesn't have to be done on time, then I do fall into that. I'll research new things, yes. be on LinkedIn a lot, uh, play around with sounds. It's all productive stuff, but it doesn't move the ball forward at all. I totally get it. I mean, now what I have evolved my technique into is uh, I plan two or three things maximum that I need to do throughout the day. And uh, I am very similar. I was a night owl uh, when I was a little younger, like four, five, six years ago. I would start working anything. I, would, I, I was most uh, creative after my dinner. Because then I know, then I knew I do not have any worry about food until the breakfast time. So I do not have to worry about food and interruptions. Everybody is sleeping. I would just start working after my dinner and would go to bed early in the morning, wake up around like 11 a.m., have my breakfast and so on and so forth. But slowly, slowly, when you're working with people across different time zones, you realize that uh, probably you need to figure out a little um a better uh sleeping schedule that works with different different time zones if you are um, talking with people across the time zones so now i've started doing uh try to wake up early and one of my early morning sprints is has been helpful so i do one to our sprint in the early morning of creative deep work 
I am in the zone before I um, do my breakfast. I just have a little bit of green tea. I just get into the zone, and then for the entire full day, I do not get into the zone because then there's breakfast, there's lunch, and there's a little bit of walk, and there are phone calls. Then I get into the zone. Uh, uh, so I have started pre-poning my dinner. So now I have dinner very early. Um, I, I I do my dinner at 4 p.m. It's little early. but after 4 pm i'm again in that zone because now i know i do not have to worry about food or eating or anything so i just now my pomodoro technique is to just figure out one or two things in the day finish the smaller thing early in the morning and finish the longer thing in the evening but i always fail to do more than two things in a day two mindful things i mean mindless things i can do but two mindful things where i need to be in the zone i just cannot do more than two things uh how do you break your things into five things i mean how do you do those five things in a day well it, it's interesting too that, that you mentioned that cuz uh you're you're in a similar boat as i am in that you run in a business you have to mm-hmm. deal with the books and billing and marketing and client yes. outreach and emails but you also have to get mm-hmm. the work done it's it's a real yes. freelancer dilemma really that you know i i have to get the work done and i also have to find the work and i also have to make sure i get paid for the work and i also have to maintain my yes. equipment and updates and and all those things so um you know so the as far as the five things go i mean i guess they're they're small things um you know okay. it's and, and also it's very project oriented um So I have a show that I'm doing tomorrow that has to basically deliver uh by for between 2 and 4 I send it to a producer and the producer will give me notes and here's the things okay. I want changed I'll change those I'll get final approval and then I'll output the files and send them to the editor to put back into the show so so I break it down into you know the the areas that need work so i work on the voice over make sure that's done that's mm-hmm. one thing work on the music work on the sound effects do what we call the m and e mix which is music and effects together then mm-hmm. i'll do mm-hmm. a final mix so that's that's five things in one day but they're all related so they all build on Got each it. other you know um as far as the business stuff goes that's a little harder I mean I have the you know I try and stick to the the GTD you know what do you what's important right now what could be done later what doesn't have to be done at all um mm-hmm. however my what has to be done right now list generally tends to get longer and longer and longer and longer and longer <laughs> so it's never done and that's you know yes. mostly the business stuff marketing client outreach um billing equipment maintenance and that stuff yes that those you know those things um those are non zone things for me you know it's like okay i'm yes. between uh you know 1 and 3 i'm going to make sure all my plugins are updated so that you know so so i can do you know i i accomplish 5 to 7 to do list items in a day but they're not necessarily okay. big moving the ball forward items there things that need to be done got it you know what i mean got it yeah. yes fantastic okay so and uh before we move on to the next thing uh, how much time do you spend at the end of the day at 9 10 pm to plan for the next day 
five ten minutes or half an hour or so or it's usually about 15 or 20 minutes i look at the calendar uh, i look at my lists and i drag things around now ah, do this tomorrow do this the next day this has to be done as first thing i can't put this off any longer i need to make a haircut appointment you know like personal things too um Got it. and uh and it's usually about 15, 20 minutes because sometimes it'll take five minutes to plan the day, but then I'll go, oh, you know what? I just need to send this email right now. Something that I was going to put on the list, I just do it. So my little wow. last bit of the day is usually about maybe a half an hour or so before I just shut everything off and be done. Got it. And and your plan for the next day, do you use any app to put the plan for the next day or do you just use calendar and you put these things on your calendar? Uh, I use, I don't, the only thing that goes on my calendar is appointments that are scheduled. Okay. So I can look at the okay. calendar and go, oh, um, I'm meeting with Mahit at, at 11 today, you know, and mm -hmm. I have, a, I have the uh, review at four o'clock and that's it. Got it. Everything else goes in Zenkit on a, on a list. And that Got list it. is connected to that Pomodoro app. So I put it on the I list, see. but then during the day, I'll open the Pomodoro app and just start clicking each item. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and while you're in the zone, you try to not get distracted. Uh, is that, uh, I mean, uh, do you keep your mobile phone little away or uh, and, and anything that you do to stay in the zone without any distractions? Not really. I've tried blocking apps and things, but mm -hmm. I find that that's frustrating because if, if I'm going to get distracted and I'm going to procrastinate, that's on me. You know, it's like, right. it's like, okay, I got to get this done. I, I'm my own boss. You know, so yes. If, yes. if I got to get it done, but if I, if I'm in the middle of something and it's like, I feel like going and jumping over to LinkedIn and seeing if someone's so replied to me yet, I'm going to do that, you know? So got it. it's more of a, like I've said, you know, I'm very deadline oriented. So it's like, got if it. I got to be done with this by four, I'm not going to get distracted. But if I have till tomorrow, I got probably it. will. You know? <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay. So Steve, this is very interesting. Uh, uh, now talking about your other business, which is your web hosting designing business, uh, how many of these five things are your main audio business and how many of these five things is related to your other business? Well, it's interesting. I think I, I kind of mentioned, um, you know, the freelancer dilemma of when you're working, yes. you're working. And when you're not working, you're looking for work. And so it's a it's yes. this sort of cyclical. So I've kind of found that when I'm working in, in the audio world, I'm working on a project, it's all consuming, I'm doing audio. When that's done, mm -hmm. then I go back to, okay, now I got to market the web business and get on LinkedIn and reach out to designers and all that. But with the web business, of course, there's always fires to put out. Mm. So, yes. um, so how do I how do I structure it is basically the market decides. I you know, I'm either putting out okay. fires or I'm looking for work. You know, basically. Okay. Yeah. Um, so 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 yeah, it is a bit of a juggling act, but I do find that I can compartmentalize it. So Got I it. will um 
you know, when I'm when I'm working in in when I'm working on a on a web project, it's the same thing. It's like, okay, today I need to set up a, a lot of what I do is setting up uh, virtual private servers for clients, or I'll install WordPress or Drupal core files for a designer to start working on, or I'll answer support ticket like. I'm getting a PHP error in my header. What's this all about? Yes. You know, stuff I'm sure you're familiar <laughs> okay. with. Um, yes. And uh, so um, a lot of that, you know, is the same thing. It'll be like, okay, today I'm working. The name of my company is Genlac. So today mm -hmm. I'm working, today I'm on Genlac all day. You know, I got to set up this VPS. I got to reply to this email. I got to update these WordPress plugins. And then I got, I have to, uh, I want to do a, a, a new marketing push email. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. today because tomorrow I know I have a discovery channel project that I got to get started on. And so yes. um, I do have some help in the web business so that when I am working in audio, somebody else can reply to support tickets and keep the ball rolling. Cause that's not, that's a 24 seven kind of a thing. That's not a, I'll get to it when I get to a type job. So I have some people that help me with that as well. Got it. Fantastic. Okay, Steve, uh, are you still, so I can relate to you in a way that you are kind of a man who uh, likes to do multiple things, diverse multiple things. Uh, do you still get attracted to new projects or new things that you would want to bring into your life? Or do you just say no to these things, other things now? No, I think the biggest problem that I have is saying no. I mean, you know, all the productivity okay. gurus say you got to learn how to say no. And yes. my, um, I, I, from time to time, I'll go talk to uh, students in film schools about a career in the in television. And the main thing I I tell them is say yes to everything. You know, somebody okay. says, "Hey, can you do this for me? I have no money." But it's a really cool project. Say yes. I mean, you can start saying no when you have to weigh the, do I take a paying gig or a free gig? Yes. Or, or you can weigh the, is it, am I passionate about this? Or is it something that I wouldn't do if I had a choice? Great. Mm -hmm. but, but basically say yes to everything because you never know when your next opportunity is coming up. So, yes. you know, I got out of the, the web development side of things because it was very time consuming and was kind of all consuming mm -hmm. and I couldn't do other things. So got it. I focused the tech side on hosting so I could do multiple things. So yeah, the answer to the question is yes, I still get really excited about lots of different projects that come up. And anytime I see mm -hmm. new technology, I'm like, I want to be involved in that, like podcasting. You know, I've been in television yes. and film for years. Now with podcasting, I've really been focusing on how I would love to be doing that. That's that's the new frontier now, you know. So fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. So, um, so how do you uh, decide that uh, you have to say yes to something exciting or no to something exciting? It is given that this new opportunity is exciting. So would your default be a yes or no, and whatever it is, why? So, so what parameters do I use to, uh, really it comes down to time and okay. uh, time and, and finances. It's like, can I afford to spend two weeks on an independent film for $500 right now? I love the film. I love the director. 
uh, there's a lot I'll get out of doing this, but money isn't one of those things. Can I do it anyway? You know, and sometimes I can, and sometimes I can't just like everybody else. Right. And, uh, um, uh, and you know, and, and another thing is like on the, um, in the infrastructure and website, there's always new things coming out, you know, uh, for video delivery online or or Gatsby right now I've been playing with that you know new libraries and so if a project comes up that'll allow me to try out a new technology I'll probably say yes because that's how I learn by doing it yes but if it's just like hey can you do this WordPress website I've done Mm -hmm. a thousand of them then it's a matter of money you know what I mean got it yeah. Yes, this this is a brilliant framework um, framework to make decisions. Uh, okay, so talking about saying yes or no to things, have you recently? When I say recently, think of it in last say one and a half years. Have you formed any new habit recently? It could be as small as uh, drinking n liters of water or taking at least this much um, of walk every day. Any habit, but something that you have formed recently? Well, in the last two years, I've started these walks, that, but that, that's become mm-hmm. a habit. It took a while. You know, every day, no matter what, I take my four-mile walk. Um, okay. But that's been going on for a while. So the most recent, I think, is uh, sticking with the Pomodoro technique, which I've been doing for since last summer. And that's been really okay. helpful. Um, got it. Yeah, I think those are that's my and, most recent new habit. And uh, Pomodoro technique, you do it five days in a week or all seven days? Uh, five days. I um, I'm a sailor, and so mm-hmm. uh, in the when the weather's nice, like between May first and October first, I try not to. I try to take half of Friday and all weekend off just to be out on the water if I can. So. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, what do you mean? I mean, do you take a boat, some ship, a yacht, and you just go into the water on your own? Yeah, I have a 23-foot sailboat, um, and so we just sail on the Chesapeake Bay in, in Virginia. Um, so, oh. we'll go out. Yeah, we'll go, wow. we'll go out Friday, or, or it depends on the weather, and 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 my wife's work schedule as well but as much as possible we'll try and be out there when the weather's nice well steve you're blowing my mind i mean you have a technology business you are a creative audio sound producer now you are also a sailor you're blowing my mind steve that's it that's all i um, am those three things These are three big things. <laughs> These are three big things. Uh, okay, Steve, let me shoot you a fun question. So imagine in your Pomodoro technique, you're taking a 15-minute break. And in this 15-minute break, you're not doing the mindless things that the business requires. You just want to kill those 15 minutes. Maybe get your creative juices back. You just want to waste those 30, 15 minutes. So do you have any go-to websites or techniques or any apps that you use to just kill 15, 20 minutes of your time whenever you need? Yeah, I find myself spending a lot of time on LinkedIn. Um, okay. Because, uh, 
like I said, I'm always uh, networking. I mean, my whole, both businesses, my entire career is based on networking. It's based on, Got you know, they, they say, you know, in Hollywood, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And that is really true. Mm -hmm. So, Got um, it. So I spend just a lot of time doing personal networking, which I enjoy. Um, so, you know, when I have some downtime or whatever, I'll jump over to LinkedIn and join the conversation or send out some email. I mean, send out some in messages and things like that. So that's sort of when I'm at my computer, if I'm if I'm not working on something, I'll do that. Um, or I'll look at new gear. You know, it'll be like new microphones, oh, wow. <laughs> new plugins, okay. things like that. Okay. So. Fantastic. Uh, okay, so this is the last question. And this is one question that I ask uh, to every guest who has been on this podcast. So if somehow magically you would get one additional hour every single day for the rest of your life, how would you choose to spend it? I think I would read more. <laughs> um I, I love reading and I probably have about 300 books on my Kindle uh, right now. We used to um, have a floor to ceiling bookshelf um, in, in our big living room, probably had like maybe six, seven, 800 books. Then we moved okay. on, we lived on a sailboat for a year. So we moved on to the sailboat and I gave away all the books. So now I'm slowly uh, replacing those all with Kindle books. So if I hadn't, okay an extra hour a day, I'd probably spend it reading. My wife and I have this running joke about not having enough time to read. Um, so <laughs> that, that would probably be my, you know, my, I'd love to find an extra hour a day to, to just read for pleasure, you know, not for knowledge or education, just for pleasure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, uh, I used to be an avid reader. I used to read at least 30, and ideally 50 books in a year. But for last three, four years, I have just not been able to read books, but I found a hack to, um, the, the hack is audiobooks. Yeah. So whenever I'm doing some mindless things like walk or maybe doing the dishes, some house chores, I'll just put in an audiobook and I'll just finish the book. That way I'm still able to like uh, finish books, but sitting and reading, I don't know if I'll ever be able to do that now after, after realizing audiobooks are so much uh, fun. Well, and, and running a business too. I mean, you're sitting staring at text and screen and everything all day. So yes. th that's true. But that's that's what motivates motivates me to be able to stick to my hour and a half walk every day. Is I have an audio book that I'm listening to. So it's like I'm looking forward oh, to that. Wow. That's what <laughs> got me into that habit of you know I need to get more exercise and and I don't like working out. And so um, I just go out for a walk in the neighborhood. But since I'm listening to an audiobook, I don't even notice that I'm doing it. Exactly. I mean, this is how I developed the habit of doing boring house chores. Because yeah. now I know I would be listening to something interesting, the next part, the next chapter. That's, that's how I, I immediately want to do. I want to do something uh, boring so that I get to listening to something exciting. Well, give me a high five, virtual high five. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, Steve, audiobooks is another so, great. Uh, yes. uh, 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 yes. I'm not just saying audiobook is another great job for uh, in the audio world too. So if anyone's listening who wants their audiobook recorded, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So talking of this, so you gave a very interesting segue. Talking of this, what is the best way for somebody to 
learn more about you follow your journey on the internet or maybe just get in touch with you yeah um you can uh, you can learn about the um television and and podcasting work i do at stevelackaudio.com s t e v e l a c k audio.com and you can learn more about my web hosting and infrastructure business at genlack g e n l a c k.com um and you can mm-hmm. find me on linkedin i'm steve lack s t e v e l a c k on linkedin feel free to reach out to me there or email me steve at stevelack.com oh love to, so you and, have stevelack.com as well as stevelackaudio.com yeah steve well stevelack.com i've had for for 15 years or so it actually forwards to stevelackaudio.com right now um got so, it uh i have no got it, got it. domains <laughs> <laughs> same here same here. i mean okay so anybody who's listening to this episode on your favorite podcast client all of these links that uh, steve just mentioned all of these links are in the show notes of this episode so you can just uh, see the notes and you directly um, uh, click on the link and uh, reach out to steve Steve thank you so much for taking your time this was fantastic i got to relate to you on many many things and also take away a few things that i can probably uh, put in my day and make myself a little bit more productive thanks thank you for inviting me i really enjoyed it